Hello and welcome back to the Coleman's Podcast. On today's episode, we will be joined by the young Fender star, Shane Casey, also known as Billy Murphy. Give me your phone. Let's hear what he has to say. Um, so what was your experience like in secondary school? Is this where you got into active? Um, my experience in secondary school wasn't the best. Um, as I was just briefly talking to you there a minute ago, I, I do workshops in schools about resilience and communication. And the reason I do these workshops is because I left school at 16 um, due to um, a misunderstanding with a teacher. That's probably the easiest way of putting it. Long story short, um, uh, another chap in the class stood on the back of a teacher's leg and uh, I said something in passing and it was misunderstood. And for whatever reason, then in the coming months I decided I was best to leave school so unfortunately I finished my education at 16 uh, and returned to it a couple of years later after completing an apprenticeship in painting and decorating that's when I I got back into acting we say I was acting since primary school um, but I returned to Cloche de Stefanefa in Cork and did an introduction to theatre performance um, for two years and basically that just got me the experience it got me off building sites for a couple of years anyway and basically stuck me in a room with 15 other like-minded people and we got to do plays and uh, a little bit of acting for screen and stuff like that so through all of that I got some experience and uh, that's kind of how ye know me I think yeah yeah and like obviously everyone's experience is different but would you if, say, someone around our age or under 15, 16, if they were considering dropping out of school now, would you would you recommend it or would you say maybe just stay and leave it out? Or what would you say? Well, I would not recommend it by any means. I think in this, yes. like, I'm, I'm 40 now, so, like, you know, hopefully this day and age has gone. So a big part of the workshop that we do, we we say this saying, um, don't go to the butcher for a haircut. And by that, I mean, if you have a problem, go to the right person with the problem. So I should have just, at the time, gone to a, a teacher that knew me and knew that I wasn't a scumbag. And hopefully that teacher could have fought my corner a little bit for me. And then I could have stayed in school um, a bit longer, you know. Uh, I, I, regret, I regret it, but um, it led me on the path that I'm on now. So... It's hit and miss, but I, I'd rather ye, as young students, take the direct route to get to wherever ye want to be, rather than taking the long way around, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that. No, that's, that's a good answer. So, um, to move on, uh, who is your favourite comedic, comedic actor? Um, or sorry, comedic character, and did they inspire you for the character of Billy Murphy? Um, I don't know if... I have a favourite comedic character. When I was really young, when I was a kid, I used to watch the Pink Panther films, um, and that was Peter Sellers. So he he's kind of my favourite comedic actor, I would say, rather than a comedic character. But for the character of Billy, I suppose I would have... I, I, I stole things from different places, um, and some of those places you probably wouldn't recognise, but there's a film called The General with Brendan Gleeson, um, basically, he was this, um, the general was this gangster guy that lived in Dublin in the late 80s and the early 90s. And he used to wear a kind of a ski mask 
uh, on his appearances to court or he would cover his face like this. So there was a lot of that that I robbed from the, from the general, you know, covering my face and stealing bits and pieces from different actors and different characters down through the years. But I do have a philosophy with acting. I, I, I'd like you to come to your own conclusion as to how you feel about the characters that I play rather than me determining too much, if that makes sense. I'd rather leave the space between me and you so you can feel how you want to feel about Billy or whatever other character I play rather than me determining what's happening with Billy or so on and so forth. Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it, to be fair. Um, obviously, it's no secret that The Young Offenders is a huge hit. Um, how did you get first get involved in the series? Uh, I was very lucky when I went to Clash to Stefan Nefa, um, they asked me to come back to do a play the year after I'd left. So you, I did first year and then second year and then I left. And uh, they asked me to come back and do a play, kind of a bit part. And that coincided with me. Uh, being in the film The Wind of Shakes the Barley. So I think that put a bit of heat on me with the other students that were on the course saying, oh, this is Shane. Shane is back from working with Killian Murphy and Ken Loach on The Wind of Shakes the Barley. And he's doing our play, kind of helping us out. And one of the characters uh, or one of the actresses in the play was Hilary Rose, who was in who is in The Young Offenders. And Hilary Rose is married to Peter Foote, the director. So... I kind of got to know Peter inadvertently through Hilary Rose and they saw me in various plays in the Granary Theatre in Cork and they would have asked me then to get involved in stuff that Hilary was involved in uh, on RT. Uh, she had a character called Handy Sandy and her, I played her boyfriend. So that's how Peter Foote got to know me. But I think he would have seen me in lots of different plays over the years. And I always go by the rule, if you do a good job, you'll always get another job. So if I did a play and I was good in it, I always got another job. And it's kind of transpired. No, through the young offenders, I was lucky enough to get a part in Rome in a feature film called The Beautiful Game with Bill Nighy and uh, Michael Ward a couple of months back. So I didn't even have to audition for that. That was brilliant that the, the director just rang and asked me to come out and play a part. It was only a small part, but it was a fantastic experience, you know. Uh, hi, my name's Karen and... Uh... Do you yeah. think the show will bring more film locations to Cork? Uh, I think Cork has always been um, successful for films, for, for filming locations. Y'all was used for the film Moby Dick. Um, the, we obviously had the Wind of Shakes to Barley. There was a film called The Runway. I was lucky enough to have been involved in, and that showed beautiful aspects of um, West Cork. I mean, the scenery is definitely there. It is interesting to see the city being put on the big screen and then the small screen uh, in The Young Offenders. And I remember I got to see the film in the, the Young Offenders film when we had a screening in the London Film Festival. And people were actually like their jaws were dropping when they were seeing the scenery of West Cork. So it was something that I was very proud of. And it was kind of a calling card for West Cork, especially the film, because it's it's such a beautifully shot film and it makes Cork such an interesting place. And I do know that there's been tourists from different parts of the world have visited Cork because of the film and because of the television series. So any light that we can draw on Cork in any positive way, I'm very happy to do. 
the jobs that uh, shows like The Young Offenders provide for people as well, other than actors, is amazing. Like there's people who do catering, taxi drivers, costume, hair, makeup. So anything that can be done on film or television uh, in Cork, I'm, I'm all for. Yeah. And what is your single most favourite episode on The Young Offenders? I suppose I'd be foolish not to say the bus episode. Yeah. I just felt that that was an opportunity that I had to grab um, and had to make the most out of us. So I really worked hard on that in my preparation and coming up with different ideas. Peter likes um, Peter likes you to improvise if you have some ideas. And I had improvised some lines in the earlier episodes of the season where I punched uh, one of the lads in the stomach and said, tell your mom I was asking for her. That was an ad lib. I just made that up. And that has led me down the path of being friends with Moraid when we were in school. But it also made Billy a more rounded character rather than just a bully that punches somebody in the stomach. He he was a guy who was concerned for the other people as well. Um, so I think it made him a more rounded character. And any bully I ever came across over the years, I found them to be very interesting characters even if they weren't nice characters, you know. So that's where yeah. Billy started as just as a bully. But I, I'd like to think I made more out of him than him being just a bully, you know. But definitely the boss episode. Yeah. Um, on set, would it be hilarious at times, like someone making a mistake or such? Um, it's not hilarious. It's good fun, uh, especially working with... Uh, Chris and Alex, who play Connor and Jock, um, it's kind of like sparring. I don't know. I know if there's a boxing club in Fermoy. It's kind of like boxing. That's the way I think of it. It's like you're kind of you're kind of really having a go off each other when you're doing the scene, and we can point, kind of play with each other, kind of um, in that sense. It's like sparring. Whereas I think in most acting scenes, it's kind of like tennis that you're just passing the ball back and forward. But I do. Um, I carry around elastic bands in my pockets um, just to flick at Chris and Alex, just to keep them on their toes. And I do, I might throw them the odd dig every now and again. Um, well, not really, but, you know, I, we have a lot of fun together. We have a lot of fun yeah. together on set. We play. I tend to stay in character, so it's good fun in that sense. It's good to keep them on their toes. Keep them away. Yeah. yeah. All right, hi Shane, I'm Alex, and I'll just ask an icebreaker question for you. If you got dinner with absolutely anyone, who would you choose? If I got to what? Uh, have dinner with absolutely anyone. Oh, Christ. It was me. I suppose it would be like somebody like Martin Scorsese, like, you know, I'd like... I'd like him to get to know me and give me an opportunity to work with him, so I suppose it would be... I suppose it would be somebody that I could work with. Um, so I'd really, yeah, like there's lots of actors out there I'd love to, obviously I'd love to have dinner with Margot Robbie, but I'm married, so. <laughs> Not that anything was going to happen anyway, but like, you know, I'd love to be, yeah. I, I was very lucky to um, work with Bill Nighy, you know, Bill Nighy from, um, uh, he's in Shaun of the Dead, which is my favourite film. So I got to have lunch with him a couple of times on set and he was a really warm, lovely person and, and very creative. And it was really reassuring to see that he's normal just like me or anybody else, you know what I mean? And the way he works, it's like 
it's like jazz. He has his ideas, but he's playing with you and he's looking for suggestions from you and he's making suggestions to you. So it's a it's a very collaborative process. The arts are so um, working with him and having a bit of lunch with him was was an amazing experience. I'd love to sit down with Johnny Depp, love to sit down with Leonardo DiCaprio. But I'd say maybe one of the maybe an up and coming director who is going to do work. I think that would probably be more beneficial to me. Uh, then Martin Scorsese. I'd love to work with Mike Lee. He improvises his films or he works heavily with improvisation and Shane Meadows is the same. So maybe Shane Meadows, I'd like to sit down and have a chat with him. Shane Meadows, I think, yeah. Thanks. That's fair, that's fair. Okay, so my favorite episode by far from the whole series or film is the um, Hijack the Bus episode. Yeah. Um, it's it's really funny to me. And do you get uh, asked to sing after all, all the time? Yeah, I, I have. I've been to a couple of weddings, but they've been good friends. And um, like I went to a wedding in West Cork and of course everybody was warned to just leave me alone for the day, which was shit because I was at a wedding and nobody was talking to me. It's like, Eric, just leave him alone. And you also don't want upstage the bride. But at the end of the night... Bride came over and she said, is there any chance you'd sing the song? And you can't deny the bride, <laughs> you know, you can't deny singing her the song. And luckily the band knew it. So I've sang it at a couple of weddings. It's been good crack. Um, but I'm sure I'd like to be known for a little bit more than that. So if another part came down the line, that would be great. I also got to sing it at the electric picnic, but I think we maybe peaked a little too early singing at the electric picnic we probably should have done it in the opera house or something like that with the with the frank and walters and they're really like nice guys it's amazing actually i lived with one of the guys from the frank and walters about six or seven years ago rory he plays guitar for them and we never knew like that our paths were going to cross further down the line when they used that song for the show and I think originally I wasn't even supposed to be singing the song i think it was michael murphy the guy who's the kind of the large passenger in the bus. I think he was originally supposed to sing the song. So I tell you that because I think when you get those opportunities, you've got to make the most out of them. You really have to, because those opportunities don't come that often. And if I had said no to singing that song or didn't take the bull by the horns as such that day and, and sang it and showed everybody that I could sing, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. And Billy mightn't have turned up in season two or three. You know, That's I'd true. say the same, the same even for the film. Um, I, I think there was a couple of people who turned down a few parts in the film and um, because it was kind of on a profit share. I think we made money off the end of the film. But a lot of people would have said, no, they didn't give their time to it. And I'd say they're they really regret not being involved in the film. Now, in fact, I know that to be true, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, I'm very lucky. You need to take your opportunities and realise when you're being given opportunities and also make the most out of them. Well, that's good advice, yeah. So one last question is, how long would it take to record one episode of The Young Offenders? Um, I think it's like, I think it's three or four weeks, maybe. We, we, had, um, we had filmed two seasons back to back the last time season two and three together and that was 90 days I think in total so that's three months so 
is it six six episodes per season? Yeah, maybe it's two or three weeks each or something like that. Sometimes there's a little bit of an overlap. You might be doing different episodes at different times and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's in and around. Well, make it out yourselves there. Three months divided by 12. What's that? I'm not good at math. Come on, guys. Four weeks. Yeah, so about four weeks. Yeah, that would, that would sound a bit right. But what you have, and I was showing guys there this morning, I'd done a workshop. You get your scripts, but then maybe a week before the actual show comes on, uh, you get your pink scripts or your blue scripts, which means they've changed the script. So you need to be prepared early. You need to start learning your lines maybe three or four weeks before you're filming and then kind of refresh the lines a couple of days beforehand, if that makes sense. Uh, and I'm not great at learning lines, so I come up with any little trick that I can for learning the lines like sticking them up on hotel walls or re-recording them or making up lines myself. And then hopefully I get the lines kind of close to what's on the script. So, um, yeah, it's great. It's it's a great show to be involved in and fingers crossed something happens in the future with it. Yeah, okay, thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Um, what was your favourite part about filming, filming The Wind at Shakespeare? Uh, that whole experience was amazing um, we had a summer in West Cork where we were going up and down I was lucky or unlucky to me I was lucky to be involved in it but I was unlucky in the fact that I was I only had a couple of weeks of filming we had army training for uh, a week so that involved unarmed combat assassination technique uh army training with um, kind of special forces army guys and gun training as well, which I'm sure you're aware of uh, uh, with the, the news in recent weeks about the accident on set in America. Gun training is very, very serious, but it's it's great to do, um, but it's risky, you know. Unfortunately, during the film, I didn't have any opportunities to be involved in too many action scenes, but the morning that I was filming, the scene where I got dragged out of the tree by the, the black and tans. I was stuck into a bus with a load of actors who were just happened to be former paratroopers from the British Army. So I think that was orchestrated by the director, Ken Loach, to make me feel a little bit uncomfortable that day because normally I travelled with my group of lads who were in the flying column and we were all assigned different character names. Uh, my character was Kevin. And Kevin then would be friends with this character and that character and the other. And we never knew when we were finished or when we'd, we didn't have a script beforehand. We got the script the night before we filmed or two nights before we filmed. So it was a very organic process. Most films aren't filmed uh, in order. You know, they're shot kind of, they're a little bit disjointed. You might feel film a bit at the end, at the start and so on and so forth. But we were all kind of, checking up the, the bus driver's lists to see if we were in next week or whether we'd have been killed off. So when I was killed off, I was really disappointed, but it was an amazing experience. Killian, Killian Murphy is a, a lovely, lovely guy. And I've made good friends with a lot of the, the other actors in the film to, to this day. I'm actually going to a match next week. Well, I'm supposed to be going to a match at the weekend with a friend of mine, Frank Burke who's another actor, he's in his dark materials at the moment and he was in the window shakes the barley with me. So I've made good friends out of it. I think that's most, the most important thing, but we were blessed. 
and it won a Palm d'Or, so that's always good. Um, is there anything else coming up for your can we see you in something else soon? Yeah, um, I ha- I did that film um, for Netflix called uh, Beautiful Game. Um, I think that's a working title, so I don't know if that's going to be the, the proper finished title. And as I said, Bill Nighy's in that, and uh, a couple of a couple of uh, other younger act- English actors, and it's all about the homeless World Cup, which is an actual thing. So I had um, a couple of weeks in Rome filming um, a soccer film, which is amazing. So it was a great experience. So I'm looking forward to that coming out. I'm working on my own play called The Man Who Talks to Statues. I've just had a couple of weeks developing that. I'm in talks with Dominic McHale, the guy who plays the guard, and we're, we're thinking about developing a play together as well. So yeah, bits and pieces, you know, but I'm very lucky, but I'm hoping just to get through Christmas and January safely, get another booster jab and then hopefully head off somewhere else. I wouldn't mind doing a cowboy thing in Canada or something like that, you know. And it's a very small industry. So if any of you have any interest in getting involved in in the industry, there's lots and lots of different jobs there, whether it's driving or stunts or catering or writing or producing, whatever. I've got a good friend who's in Canada at the moment and he's a location scout for MGM, uh, a new television series about Billy the Kid. So there's lots of jobs out there. So I'm very, very lucky. And if I don't have work soon, I'll start making more work myself. Yeah. Um, last question. Um, have you any advice for teenagers like us that might want, might want to get into acting? Yeah. Um, first off, if you're a young fella and you want to be girls, it's a great thing. You are lads, whatever whatever your preference is. If you want to meet people and you're not into sports, acting is a very good way of doing it. And there's drama groups in Fermoy, I know that, um, and up in the city. There's places like Graffiti, and, uh, you know, you could travel up once or twice a week. The quality of people you meet in it are, are amazing. It's very good for you in school as well to be involved in the arts. It always kind of stands to your CV. It helps with you know, your reading and your English and essays and stuff like that and just your general creativity. I'd say contact the drama group, go along and try it out and see if you enjoy it. Or an improv class, improvisation is brilliant. It's it's good fun. Improv comedy can be done. Um, I go back and I do improv classes myself every now and again and I jump in with a, like beginners groups and stuff. And it's, uh, as I said to you, it's a great place to meet potential girlfriends and boyfriends or make friends anyway, because we can't all be good at hurling and football. You know what I mean? I know you're a big school for the Harty Cup and all of that crack, but we can't all be good at, uh, we can't all be good at hurling and football. So go out, I'd say to you, more importantly, just go out and find your tribe. If you find your own tribe, whatever you're into, whether it's comic books or music, if you want to be in a band or whether you want to do acting, go out and find them, look for them and get stuck in. And that was Shane Casey. Thank you for coming on once again. You're some cracked interview. I know the lads had a great time. As always, if you enjoyed, follow our socials on Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. See you next time, and stay safe. After all-